Welcome to the Diamond Prospects podcast. For more information, please check out thediamondprospects.com. Just want to welcome everyone who's joining our first Diamond Prospects podcast. We just appreciate all of you loyal folks that have read what we've written in the past, and now we're taking it to a different level. We've been advised over the years that uh, a podcast is something that we should probably do. This is a period of time where because we're used to being able to watch baseball, enjoy baseball, write about baseball, find good baseball players and prospects galore. Our track record, I believe, has been pretty good at that. Right now, there's just no baseball to be played, uh, even though the, this might be one of the best springs weather-wise that we've ever had. There's just nowhere to go. There's nowhere to watch it, and there's not uh, but so much we can do. But one of the goals that we have for you guys going forward is to basically go over where we're at in not only high school baseball, but college baseball, professional baseball. There's all kinds of different directions that we're going to go with this podcast. Uh, we're going to bring in a cavalcade of what would probably be in our, in our sport, household names of folks that are going to kind of go over a lot of the things that you have questions about, uh, things that we have questions about, are things that we're going to discuss. And I believe uh, you guys will all really enjoy some of the things that we go over over the course of time. Obviously, the coronavirus is, is very real. It's something that we're all dealing with. You know, boy, I don't, I, nobody, I don't think that's on this earth right now has ever seen anything quite like it. Uh, we're all bored. We're all looking for baseball. Uh, we all need to keep in mind that while we miss our game and we miss all of our sports, and ESPN is running some pretty cool stuff, and the MLB Network is running some pretty cool stuff on TV that uh, kind of takes you back in time a little bit. Uh, right now, we're we're just kind of in a in a period where a holding pattern, if you will, to where you know what what are we doing? You know what 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 can we what can we do? There are many media outlets that you can go and find out what's going on. New closings, there are uh, things that are along those lines uh, that uh, we can't control. But at the same time, we want to have, we want to be at least for uh, the times that you you guys tap into us a landing spot for some levity, uh, whether it be uh, just kind of having some fun talking sports, but also in these next couple of weeks, one of the things that we really want to attack are a lot of questions that that everybody has, and uh, we've already confirmed some folks that uh, are household names to you. Um, if you're in the game that, uh, we'll really be able to help answer some questions. Um, and, and I'll kind of go ahead and allude to that. Um, our, our next guest is going to be, um, Charlie Winsky at the high school league. And he's going to, he's going to cover some, some things that, um, we don't really know ourselves, uh, questions we all have. Um, obviously everybody's at the mercy of, uh, what the schools are going to do and, and when things are going to go back, um, hopefully to normal. But uh, we, we kind of got a feel for where that may be going. Uh, we're going to talk to him quite a bit about that. And, and, and I want to give a shout out to those guys for not pulling the plug when a lot of other people were pulling the plug and taking a wait and see approach to kind of how things are going to work. Uh, but we're going to talk to him um, later this week and run that later this week um, to give you some, uh, some intel basically as to how they've made some of the decisions that they've made and uh, going forward, kind of what we may be looking at. Uh, we're, going to talk, we're going to talk to uh, Monty Lee, who's the head coach at uh, Clemson University. And um, he's going to kind of walk us through some of the rules that just kind of broke down uh, 
uh, came down the pike last week as far as being eligible to play again, uh, what that means for recruiting, you know, what that means for the 11-7, what that means for the 35-man roster, what that means for the incoming players, uh, what that means for recruiting down the road. Still a lot of question marks. And by the way, with all these folks that we talked to, there still remain a lot of question marks. You know, Diamond Prospects, Crystal Ball is a major question mark. We don't know what's going on. After that, we want to talk to um, Gary Randall from uh, Major League Baseball. He's a scout, but he was with the Major League Bureau, uh, Major League Baseball Bureau for um, close to 25 years. And he's going to, he also runs one of our fall leagues in the upstate in the Rock Hill, uh, greater Rock Hill area. And he's going to kind of talk to us about some of the things that he's hearing from pro ball down to, you know, youth baseball. I'm going to introduce you to a couple guys on our staff who we, we've got kids that are playing youth baseball. Uh, we're going to talk to folks and see kind of, you know, what their crystal ball looks like going forward. Um, we want to talk to high school coaches. You know, what are you doing with your players? Um, even though you can't have contact, what kind of, uh, you know, physical contact, can't have, you know, one-on-one with guys, but what are you sending out? What are you doing? You know, how are you keeping your guys ready? Uh, we want to talk to a, an agent. We want to talk to uh, professional players, big leaguers who are just waiting in the same limbo that all of us are uh, and go through some of those things too. So those are some things we want to kind of get to going forward. Um, but uh, really at this point, what I want to do is introduce to you uh, our panel of guys that, uh, you know, when I was trying to think of who we should bring on for our first podcast, I couldn't do this without bringing along these two guys that have been linchpins for Diamond Prospects um, for, for many, many years. And uh, so two, two of the guys that I'm going to bring on, uh, the first one's going to be Barry Mabry. Barry, um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to say I was able to call him a player of mine once upon a time, but, um, boy, he was, he was way better than I was as a coach. Uh, he got a chance to play in the Braves organization for a while. And uh, since 2009, uh, he's been an in- integral part of everything we've done down in Prospects. Um, and many of you guys have known him either as a travel coach. Uh, he- he's run our fall league since that point. Uh, but he's also been out seeing a ton of baseball. Um, and-, and I'm going to introduce him in just a second. And then Corey Welch, uh, who also um, partners with um, Barry, Barry Mabry uh, with-, with the Upstate Fall League. Uh, if you've been out, then you've met Corey. Corey gets out and sees everything, even though he's in the upstate. Uh, he's all over the place. He's a baseball animal. He's a scouting animal. He's very good at what he does. Uh, he's been with us um, in a full-time capacity, I guess, since uh, 2017. Um, even though both these guys do have day jobs, uh, these guys are are always working overtime with us. Uh, Corey first started doing some things with us in 2015. And just right out of the gate showed that um, he was a shining star and, and has been, been gold for us, just like uh, that, that, that Mabes has. And so at this point, what I want to do is introduce these guys. All three of us have sons. All three of us have more than two kids at home. And so we're with you if you're a parent who's trying to go through everything when it comes to what you're dealing with in terms of homeschooling. This is all brand new. Uh, in terms of trying to figure out the schedule and, you know, how it affects things. Uh, what I want to do at this point, uh, without talking about my kids' situation and what we're dealing with, um, whether it be travel ball or whether it be your school ball or whatnot, uh, I'd like to kind of turn it over to these guys. And I'll start with Barry Mabry. Uh, Barry, what I would like to ask you to kind of talk to folks about is, you know, kind of how your family's doing. I mean, uh, your wife's a school teacher as well. You, you've got a 
uh, essentially a, a newborn at home, um, a little over a year old. And uh, just want to kind of talk about how things are going with you, with what you're dealing with. And then, uh, you know, if, if you want to take it a step further, um, as a guy who's used to going to spring training and watching baseball right now, uh, I, I'm just going to hand off to you right here and let you take the ball and run with it. Yeah, it's good to be on, uh, you know, this initial podcast. It's going to be, you know, we're looking for big things out of this. But, uh, you know, speaking of the coronavirus, yeah, it, I mean, it's touched us uh, just like it has everybody else. Uh, we've kind of taken the approach here at our, at our houses. I got a nine-year-old son uh, and I got an 18-month-old son. Um, but what we're doing with a nine-year-old is what I've decided to do is do more of a muscle confusion thing with him. Um so during the, during the course of the week, he all, you know, he plays all three sports, but what we try to do is in- integrate the football, the baseball, the basketball, hand-eye coordination, all his, all his motor skills. Um, you know, I was introduced to a, a game this week that I've never played, but uh, four square, but I heard it's a really good, a really big hit uh, in the elementary schools. Uh, really cool game there. But what, you know, with Gavin, my nine-year-old, <clears throat> he, they go for walks every day. So when he goes and walks, I'll give him a little thing and say, okay, on this walk, he's driven the basketball around the block. Tomorrow he's going to be doing his hoverboard to work on his balance. Next day he's going to take a glove and a ball. And as he's walking around the block, he's throwing himself pop-ups. We'll take that. You know, I'm still working my day job. So I get home uh, and he'll do those things until I get home. And when I get home, you know, we have a trampoline. So, I'll specialize something every single day with him, whether it be working on, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. catches off the trampoline, one hand, the left hand, the right hand, um, whether it be, you know, t- once a week we dedicate going playing nine holes of golf, work on the hand-eye coordination. Uh, and then I take some things back from when I was a kid, you know, getting a handful of tennis balls, uh, throwing them against a brick wall. The harder you throw it, the quicker it's coming back to you, you know? So that's kind of where we're at, you know, on our home front. But looking at it from a professional point of view as a professional player, I mean, you kind of crawl, you know, you're calling it a crosshair right now. Um, you got to stay on top of your game because you never know, you know, when that bell is going to ring to come back, uh, which sometimes it can be very tough, you know, depending on what, what, all, what access you do have. If you're a pitcher, are you able to go through a bullpens? Uh, if you're a hitter, are you able to get into a cage somewhere, uh, which, you know, right now is, is very slim picking. So uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of these pro guys are doing a lot of uh, homemade stuff. <laughs> I know I would be. Um, so, but like I say, they got to keep themselves in shape. Uh, they got to treat it just as they're preparing to go to spring training almost again. That's the way I would look at it. Um, since there's no timetable of when they are going back, you you got to attack it from that angle and, and that avenue is I'm preparing myself to almost get back into a spring training swing. Um, I don't think as a pitcher, they're going to say, Hey, ring the bell. We're starting games, you know, tomorrow. They, I, I, to me personally, I think that what they're going to do is give these guys ample time to get their bodies back in baseball playing shape. Cause the last thing we want to do is send a professional athlete back on the field and he's popping a hamstring or something right out, you know, right out of the gate. So um, yeah, like this time's tough, but you know, we got to stay positive. We got to keep our kids in shape. Um, you know, we got to make sure we're fine tuning those motor skills. Um, you know, all the hand-eye coordination stuff, quick twitch muscles, um, you know, if you're of age, it's a good time to start working on speed and agility drills. Uh, you get your body back in shape. You know, 
if you're in the high school level, you're looking at, hey, I, this is a good time for me to improve my body, you know, get bigger, get stronger. Um, so that's, uh, you know, hopefully we can all kind of get out of this stage a little bit and, and look for what what's going to lie ahead. Yeah, I think that's very well said. And Corey Welch, what I'll do is just toss it to you. Um, I mean, your son's uh, a little bit younger, but, uh, but I mean, he's ramped up and he's ready to go. Uh, I also want to, you know, kind of take it in the same sense that, Barry did with uh, what what now as a former you know very successful high school pitching coach um, you know what do these pitchers need to be doing right now when you don't know when your starting line is you don't know if you're playing games in a month from now you know six weeks from now you don't know you just don't know uh, I want to do is lob at you and just kind of take through you know kind of what you're dealing with also as a wife uh, his wife, by the way, folks, is uh, a assistant principal. Um, he's also uh, a, a teacher as well. And so just kind of go through uh, with, with a, like, literally a newborn at home uh, and everything that you're dealing with. Uh, how, how are you handling that? And then also what kind of advice would you give to these guys that are just kind of waiting in limbo at the high school level? Yeah, first off, appreciate you having me on this, this first one, Austin. Yeah, it's, it's been an adventure you know, just adjusting with right whenever we got out of school, I'm still doing my schoolwork, teaching online, adjusting to that, you know, completely from being in the classroom to everything being online. That was an adjustment on top of doing work for a first grader, which was a challenge within itself too. And having a four-year-old and then a four-month-old, man, that those first few days was, it was crazy. But as we got into that routine, Meredith, my wife, came home. It's been it's been great. You know, we've we've kind of we've laughed and said, you know, this is this is what normal feels like for a family. You know, not being on the road as much and, and things things of that nature. With my son Colt, you know, he's seven. The thing that we've been kind of stressing the most about, and what I've come is continuing to uh, improve and grow the love of the game. You know, Barry talked about the individual skills with Gavin for sports and baseball in general, the cool thing that what he's been doing is, you know, he stays out every night until it's dark. You know, we got a pitch back screen. He makes some web gems, things like that. Those skills, realizing what is cool. And then another thing, and you touched on this earlier about Major League Baseball, the MLB network having the games on and things like that, that's been a great way for him to appreciate the past. The other day, we sat down and watched the Pirates-Braves game. And I kind of explained to him, that was my first memory of baseball, was that moment right there when, when Sid Breen slid and scored. You know, just to see his excitement grow in the game has been fun. And seeing him grow as, as, a, as a player, you know, he's, he's not the most talented right now, but every, every night he's out there on his own you know, doing what he needs to do, and then I'll come out there, we'll throw, catch, just just regular playing catch. You know, it's cool. I keep thinking about this is what this is where the game starts, and hopefully that continues to grow. Coach, if you would, just kind of give us an idea if you're still coaching young men in high school baseball right now that are just sitting there waiting on instruction, they don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. What are some things that you could encourage other high school pitchers other other high school players in, in general to just kind of because you don't know what's going to happen next what are some things that you would advise them to do during this this interim to be ready when that del that bell does ring 
Yeah, kind of moving on to the to the high school kid, you don't know when it's going to come. You got to still stay in shape. Not as much, you know, being on the mound right now from a pitcher standpoint, even from a position player standpoint, thinking about getting those live reps, that, that's tough to do right now. Think about how you can become stronger, just those everyday skills. One thing, kind of like, kind of like I was talking about with my son, Colt, become creative on how you learn the game. Think about when you're a kid, how you gain those skills to become a, a solid baseball player and, and things like that. Go back to the, just those everyday routines that you did, playing catch, playing wall ball, whatever it may be. Jump into kind of what I focus on from a pitching standpoint. Jumping on a mound and doing 80 pitches is not what you need to do right now. It's maintaining that arm strength, staying sharp uh, physically, tons of ways at home, you know, to be creative when it comes to, to maintaining your strength. It's not just having to go specifically to a gym. While that would be the ideal situation, you may not have that opportunity right now. Use things at home, push-ups, things like that, sprint workout in the yard, ton of those things that, that you can do. You know, Corey, that's a really good point you just made, um, and that's one of the things that I've done with my two sons. I've got a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. They're, they're, they're driven, and one had gotten off to a good start, and then – you know, the rug was pulled out. You know, they'd played three games and they were done. Ten-year-olds, he's just been ramping up since whenever he could he could go. And it just he can't do it right now. Uh, what we've done, uh, and, and this would be advice to any any player who's listening, any parent who's listening, uh, one of the things that I did is I just I – just, I created I, – I just created what uh, – we live on uh, Bluff U Drive. And so what we – we just call it the Bluff U Olympics. And so every baseball player that's in our neighborhood – they just report at 4 o'clock every afternoon. We've devised something for them to where three days a week are actually distance running, two of the, uh, the, the Tuesday and Thursday. And if they want to on Saturday, we run the 60. Uh, they, they run the 40 several times. A lot of sprint work, a lot of agility work. They throw every day working towards a long toss. Um, and then we have – we're fortunate enough we got a hill in our, in our neighborhood that, uh, you know, we just kind of – it's about a 30-degree – incline and so that they'll run that four times and so i mean and they just all report at, at that time and, and they're, they're working you know it's the best we can do uh we, we've had some things closed off in our neighborhood that we were hoping to do some agility stuff next week and that's now locked off i mean we're we're just using whatever sidewalk we can fi find or whatever road not going to put anybody in jeopardy i mean they're throwing they're running and if many of you guys have looked at um our website in the last probably two weeks, we've been able to kind of actually go over some things that uh, I think will help you a little bit. Um, and so maybe without getting redundant, um, take a look at those things that you, and we just, and we, we labeled it. Um, well, now what, you know, I mean, so now we can't do all these things. Well, now what? I mean, the high school coach can't take care of you, but so much. And um, it, it, it really does fall on you players um, and, and maybe parents to help them, you know, show the way. I mean, maybe there's some things that we can, you know, continue to provide either through this or Diamond Prospects. We'll give you some ideas. And I agree completely with Corey um, on that as far as the bullpens go. I think the first two weeks of this whole thing, you know, you just you just kept thinking, you know, this is going to subside and all of a sudden we got to keep that guy ready to go on the bump and then, then you already have. I, mean, I don't think there's any reason to try to keep them at a, a certain pitch count. I think at this point you just, you, uh, you just keep your arm in shape. Hopefully, they had two or three weeks – I'm sorry, two or three months uh, before everything ramped up in January for them to rest their arms. So, right now is a wonderful opportunity, if you, look, if you look at it as an opportunity, 
strengthen your arms. I mean, long toss. I mean, get out and throw. Uh, keep your arms strong uh, because we all have to be optimistic that this thing is going to come to an end pretty soon. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, and none of us know. But uh, that's, that's certainly the goal. And the last thing you want is your athlete or you, if you're the player, to not be prepared when that time comes uh, because all of a sudden you got caught and you weren't ready and somebody, uh, some, some other dude was. And um, he's either going to take your job, he's going uh, to be the one that um, you know, gives the opportunity over you because he was doing things. He wasn't playing Fortnite. He wasn't, he wasn't doing all the things that you guys like to do to waste time. He, he was out there working. And uh, that's one of the things that um, I think all of us have said we're trying to do with our kids. Really, it doesn't matter what we're doing with our kids. What are you doing? And uh, those are one of the things that I would – I think all three of us are trying to impart to you uh, because we don't know when our starting line is. I mean, I don't think anybody understands when these things are going to ramp back up again. Uh, last thing you'll do is be called unprepared. Uh, let me just kind of lob it out to either one of you guys. I mean, what, what else would you say in regards to that before we move on to – um, probably our last topic before we uh, we convene here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all kind of agree with you right there. Uh, you know, in the, big, in the big scheme of things, you know, we all sit back and we see what's going on in the world right now. Staying on top of your game, um, you know, being there with your family, learning new things to do that you can do with your family. I'm pretty sure everybody has a story right now that they can tell that they've done over the past two weeks that their family has never done before. And when you look at the big picture of things, that's bringing everybody together. Uh, and, 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 you know, it just makes it a little bit more special of what we do have, uh, what, what, you know, what we do cherish in, in life. And that's our families. Uh, that's our kids. That's our parents. Uh, you know, that's our grandmothers and, and brothers and sisters or whatever it may be. Um, you know, so this whole social distancing, you know, stay on top of your game, get your work in, but also enjoy, enjoy being with your family right now. I mean, I, I know yeah. I have – Really enjoyed being with my family and things that we would have never done before if it wasn't because of this. I agree. Yep. And then one thing, one thing, Barry, you touched on is just being appreciative of your family and things like that. And it's just being appreciative of the game. You know, as coaches, we always talk about, you know, play, play this is like this is your last game. You never know when that opportunity may come. Well, you know, this is kind of that break. It's kind of that second chance where, you know, we always say that it can be taken out from under you and, and it has at this moment and I really believe that people are going to come back stronger they're going to come back more appreciative of of baseball of every day you know sometimes you think about going to the park and you're like uh you know this you know you got to do this today but now that day in June when it's uh, 98 degrees and it's hot and you got a two o'clock game in the summer kids are going to be very excited to take the field that day where they may not have been if it was a continuous grind all the way through. Yeah, I believe the hunger is building up uh, in, in our young athletes right now. I know it is sitting in the seat that I sit in, and I know it is for you, you know, you two guys too, because I know you very well. We're we're hungry. We're we're ready to be there for our kids for when they do lift that gate up. Uh, we're ready to provide that avenue, uh, you know, within Diamond Prospects of what can we do? You know, how can we help you as a player, you as a parent? Um, you as young kids, how can we help you? Um, so, you know, as a player, like I say, you know, you got to be ready to roll. But, um, you know, right now, let that hunger build up a little bit because now I think you're getting a little taste of, you know, what it's like to not have something. Um, so I know if I was a player, I'd be so hungry. I'd be, I'd be ready to roll. Well, just think about how much you miss sports on TV. 
uh, if your career is it's and you're you're right in the wheelhouse of your career, and as as both these guys have said, I mean, how on how can you not be gung ho about when that bell does ring? It's almost like uh, if you, I'm not a horse racing guy at all, but if you can imagine a horse race and all of a sudden those doors open, holy cow, you got a chance to just fire out of there and, and just really, really enjoy what you've worked so hard for. I mean, think about the commitment players that you've made, okay? Parents, think about the commitment, and boy, do I know. Um, now that I've seen it from a, from a youth level um, for, for, for many, many years sitting on the side of the fence that we sit on, I mean, I just this this parents crazy. This parents this. this. Boy, I, but now I see what the the commitments you you know you guys have to make too. It's tough, and so I you know I just expect everybody to fire out of the gate when that time does come, and and hopefully we'll be you know hopefully you guys one will be ready, and then secondly uh, that you'll really appreciate what you lost. A lot of times as an injured player, and Barry, you probably talk about you know this too. I mean, just when you're injured, you know you're you're it's it's not the injury that's the most injuring part to you. It's the mental part of, I, I can't be out there. I'm having to watch my guys play. And, and I think we're all kind of in that, you know, if, if you want to take it from there. Um. Oh, you're exactly right. Um, you know, there was a point in my career where I, in my second year of pro ball, you know, I came off a really good year and uh, I go into spring training and, uh, you know, I break my rhythms. And, you know, when it's taken away from you, especially when, I thought that I was peaking at that point. Uh, then all of a sudden you come down with broken ribs and you're out uh, indefinitely because I actually hairline fractured. Then I ended up breaking them in my first start. Um, you know, you're out and you're lonely. And uh, you were so ready to, you know, so so amped up to compete that year. Uh, you know, you, you know, you're getting noticed on the prospect list. And then all of a sudden it's ripped out from underneath you. So, yeah, it's um, – you know, it can be devastating mentally. Uh, it definitely took a mental toll on me. So, and I can only, you know, you know, talk about myself. Um, but, you know, when you come back, you're ready to roll. And, and that, that, that whole time in Lowell uh, watching every single night, you know, you, those 142 ball games seem like 242 ball games that year because I'm sitting here listening to it on the radio from my house instead of being in the dugout with my players, uh, you know, with my teammates. So, um, you know, and, and that's just, a, you know, a little story that everybody, every baseball player is going to have. But, uh, a lot of times, the down times, all you let me repeat that. Uh, the down time sometimes makes you come out of that a whole lot stronger and a whole lot mental, mentally stronger and ready to roll. So, um, and, you know, we can fire that back over to Corey as well, you know. Well, and what I would say to Corey, if you, if you would, just um, if you want to add to that, go, go right ahead. I, I mean, Barry, you're dead on. I, and I just think. Our country is extremely resilient. Um, people in general are extremely resilient, and and I think we're going to win this thing. I don't I don't think any of us know what it's going to be. That's pretty well established here, but uh, we look forward to when that time does come. And so what we've done, um, and Corey, if you want to touch on anything else, feel free. But what I want to kind of lob to you, um, and alley oop to you, would be just basically uh, one of the things we've done. If, if you paid attention to the website in the last few days. Uh, and, and, and unless you've lived under a rock, we haven't had March Madness. Okay, that was something we're used to brackets. We're used to office pools. We're used to all kind of really fun things like that. Uh, uh, much like a lot of other, uh, other outlets have done, we try to get creative with our uh, brackets. And so, you know, one of the things, if you pay attention to our website last two or three weeks, man, we have we've really dipped into 
um, areas that we've never had to go before because we're used to watching, you know, baseball players play baseball. Um, we hadn't had a chance to do that. So, Corey, if you could just kind of touch on what we've done with uh, the the brackets, um, you know, how we got to the field of 32. If you're not familiar with that, this might be interesting to you to hear how we got to where we're, where we're at and why we decided to do it. Yeah, Austin, we were, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to think of, think of some ways to be creative. And um, we kind of came up with a, a bracket style 32 team all decade tournament team and, and allow the fans, coaches, their organizations kind of vote on advancing. Um, through that, you know, we, we came up with 32 teams. What we decided to do was take every state champion in 5A, which was only three, and then 4A and 3A, which was 23. And then we kind of discussed uh, five other uh, state champions, previous state champions in 1A and 2A, and that got us to 28. And then those final four were kind of your at-large, as you, as you will. Um, kind of your runner-up. So it's teams that were very strong, but just, just couldn't win that, that state championship like we talked about. Uh, one of the teams in that is the 2011 Burns team, which was, which was very talented and things like that. So we, we did that. And then the fun thing that, that we kind of discussed was with uh, high school coaches, you know, with guys within our staff, was seeding those teams. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Just getting, from me, not really getting into, you know, the DP side until 2015 or so, there were some teams early on in the decade that I learned a lot about by doing this. You know, one, obviously, the, the one I've already discussed, Burns of 2011, the state championship team of White Knoll in 2010, who every person I've talked to has said that that offense was absolutely electric. <laughs> I mean, there's not one person that hasn't said that. And, you know, it was cool just to get that appreciation and even to the current player today for them to know what's happened before before they arrived to the scene. Um, it's kind of given them, as, you know, that outlet as well. You know, on the website we've done the key players on those teams. Um, and I feel like the – the feedback we've gotten back so far has been great. It's, it's better, you know, I, I thought it would go well, um, but, you know, tying in the social media outlets and things like that, I think it really boosted it. And if you haven't voted, um, go, go vote, go, go. Uh, I mean, it's a popularity contest right now, but you know, it's still, it's still fun to kind of get every, everybody's side. I know some of the things that I see on there, it, it's allowed some of these coaches and former players to really reminisce. I mean, I've heard nothing but positive things from what guys are doing. And it sparked some debates as well, which is, you know, that's always – that's right up our avenue. Well, I can tell you that you've done a tremendous job, you know, just getting that thing. And, and obviously with our our good friend, uh, our IT guru is what I call him, uh, Mikey Pruitt's done a tremendous job in helping us kind of – get all that stuff squared away. And also our good friend Bobby Pellerin has helped us uh, with, with a bracket that looks good and uh, something we're proud of and, and hopefully something that's easily legible for you guys to, to enjoy. But I mean, it's just kind of a, it's a blast from the past. Um, I, I can tell you when we did the all decade team, um, one of the things some of you guys may not know that is uh, every December, um, at least for the last three years, uh, we've all gotten together as families and that's, that's not just our DP guys. That's our, that's our wives. That's our children. 
Um, it's, I mean, it's a house full of, it's a, it's, it's crazy and we love it. And, uh, the first time we ever did it, um, was, it was one of those things where we realized that's something we want to continue to do each year, uh, just to be able to enjoy each other because most of the time we're, we're in passing and, and things like that. And it's, we're all over the place. I mean, we're, you know, trying to talk through zoom or we're trying to, you know, maybe meet, you know, before and after events and things like that, because otherwise we're in different parts of the state and so forth. But, uh, you know, we were able to kind of go over this all decade team and it was kind of fun to go over because it was, uh, you know, you know, the all decade team was fun because that was, that was centered on players. Um, but this downtime has actually allowed us to do what, uh, Corey was talking about. And that's basically kind of go over, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, let's, let's kind of, let's recognize the teams that were, they were awfully, awfully good and, and turned into a, you know, a popularity contest. And so, like he said, I mean, man, I, I'm just, I'm pumped that he did a great job with that. And we had some, some quality help uh, getting that stuff going. And boy, just out of the gate in round two, uh, Corey, uh, I mean, sweet 16. I mean, yeah, I don't know when this thing's going to air that we're talking about here, but I mean, right out of the gate, I mean, just hundreds and hundreds of votes. Um, and, and we're only, you know, when we're recording this, uh, just hours in. And uh, so just very excited that, you know, everybody's uh, kind of taking some embrace on this. Um, moving on with what we want to, you know, we always get together. We always got to talk about players, right? So how many, I mean, how many, how many teams do we end up seeing this year, uh, you know, in Diamond Prospects in the preseason? What, what, what do we end up seeing? How many teams? I would yeah. say I, it was over 100. Over a hundred, um, over hundred teams. Even with all the rain and all the crap we dealt with, uh, we were still able to see close to a hundred teams, or right, just over a hundred. Yeah, and um, you know, at, thank goodness. To, yeah, to us, we were off to a great start, Corey. I know, uh, you know, you and I were together down in that Columbia thing, but um, just real quick, let, let, let's go through uh, a couple players. Yeah, you know? kind of the one that, uh, and I, I know Barry's going to going to jump all over this one. The best outing that we saw right out of the gate was down at the nature camp at river bluff. Like it was a game that we kind of laugh about. We kind of just stumbled on that day. And it was, it was Landon Smith's outing against, against Blythewood. Yeah. Um, yeah that, well, you talk about a kid that, um, you know, had a very, you know, we liked early on when he was a freshman sophomore, obviously set out last year with Andrew. Um, which, you talk about a kid that knowing what he had to do and when he, and, and when the time was to do it. We talk about earlier about being hungry you know, during this time. What we saw out of Landon Smith in early February was a hungry guy uh, coming out of the gates, ready to roll, and knowing that this is my time to go earn me a spot somewhere, you know, on a college roster. So, you know, between, you know, between Corey and I, definitely the top uncommitted arm out there right now uh, that, you know, that, that, that we saw. Um, uncommitted senior position player. Well, or, or, or also, who's the best guy you saw down to the IP? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I can't go uncommitted senior. What I got to go is uncommitted sophomore <laughs> that you guys also saw. And uh, he was squared off against the guys going to Mississippi State. And, uh, you know, without going – now, you guys were fortunate enough to see, even as good as the weather's been here recently, it, it wasn't so good in February in all parts of the state in terms of fields that we had some of our uh, February scrimmages that we're notorious for, uh, that we weren't able to do that. Uh, in some places, you guys, I think, were able to knock out uh, all the ones that uh, you had on schedule. Um, we were not. And so, 
I, I've got to go to the IP Classic. And uh, the one that just has to stand out to me, and, and having been to the IP Classic every year since 1998, sitting in the same seat that I've sat in since then, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to really enjoy uh, just just a classic that uh, actually lived up to its billing. And, and so it was – uh, it was Mikey Tepper from um, Fort Mill squaring off against the sophomore um, Tristan Smith from Bowling Springs. And that's just one of those things that uh, you, sometimes when you see that on the slate and, and coaches start sending their, their pitching rotation, you see that, then you're like, okay, well, this one's got a chance to be okay. And boy, was it. I mean, it, it felt like that game took about 15 minutes to play. Uh, those pitchers were on point. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a phenomenal thing to watch. I mean, you know, you're watching guys that are going to, you know, probably make a lot of money. You potentially have a, you know, make a lot of money in baseball. I know one of them's a sophomore, but uh, when that guy's running up to 94, um, you, you just got to kind of go through when you got a little bit of a background in the game from a scouting standpoint, and it just those guys don't grow on trees. And so uh, that that was that was a game, and there were several games that were really really good down in Georgetown, uh, and, and unfortunately they were able to get that in. I mean, everything was watched out on day one, which really you know, I mean, a lot of scouts weren't able to get out, and that that, that was, you know, that 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 stunk for the players on the field. Uh, it it was it was un, unfortunate for, you know, from a college standpoint, especially because you know with Thursday being rained out, uh, you know, you know a lot of the colleges, you know, they had games of their own on Friday, and that's before they got canceled. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was that that's the one that kind of stands out to me. Um, you know, I, I saw some decent performances here and there. Um, I didn't see as many teams as you guys saw. But, uh, but I might have seen the best baseball game in the DP era. Now, it was only a five-inning game, uh, but those guys uh, were, were relentless. They were awfully, awfully good. And uh, when you're seeing guys, you know, particularly one of them being a sophomore, 91 to 94, um, and both of them were 90, 90 to 94, you know, for, for five innings, that's fun for us to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then kind of wrapping it up, the one that the one that stuck out to me was in the same game where we saw Landon um, was Jansen Stokes. Oh yeah, 100%. of, uh, of Blythewood. Um, you know, he's that guy that we've always known that he he's had the juice, um, had the pop, and, and things like that. The bat speed's there, and you know, to kind of close that game out, Blythewood was down, and I think we had actually. You know, we're fortunate enough over at River Bluff, you know, as we're jumping, we're like, hey, it's last inning, we're just go grab a bite, you know, up in, up in the football press box and, you know, check out the last inning before we, we head to our next site. And <laughs> we sat down and grabbed a, grabbed a bite to eat and we're looking out there and next thing we know, a baseball's coming at us. And it was, <laughs> it was Stokes, uh, Stokes with the walk off there to, to win that game. But, you know, he's, he's a guy that, an uncommitted senior that, that we've talked about a lot for a past. He's, he's got the bloodlines, obviously. Everybody's familiar with his brother Madison as well. But, you know, the bat speed and the juice is there for that kid. And it's a true true college player that can, you know, possibly play both uh, corner infield positions and slide to the outfield, but the battle play. Austin, I'm going to go back to the Tristan Smith real quick. And I know we've been, you know, we've seen a lot of players throughout, you know, 12, 12 years, 13 years now. Um, and, and, and even way before that, coming, you know, coming out of the state of South Carolina, in my knowledge and what my eyes have seen out of Tristan Smith, um, he has a chance to be the most decorated player 
that's ever came out of the state of South Carolina. I can't recall, now we've had a lot of good arms come out of South Carolina. I can't recall another arm at that age, at this time, what we've seen of him uh, and the projectability factor of, you know, what our eyes tell us. Can you recall of anybody? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I can't disagree with you at all. Uh, he's uh, at, at the age that he's at and the class that he's in, uh, based on what we've seen in the secondary stuff, uh, you know, the, everything about what he does uh, checks out. I mean, I, I go back to, I, I go back to, you know, when I was coaching and, and, and all the national events that I went to, I mean, you just don't see sophomores uh, in that age, it, it, you know, at that age, hitting the numbers he's hitting with the secondary stuff that he has with the body and, uh, and, and just basically a delivery that, you know, it doesn't cause, cause caution for anything. I mean, everything just checks out. And, uh, you know, I don't know the kid real well, but everything that I've heard is that he is, uh, I mean, the makeup checks out, which is a huge thing for pro scouts. I mean, if you're going to take a guy and, and spend millions of dollars on a guy, uh, you know, let's just be honest. I mean, you, you, you got to be careful with the human, uh, the human being that you're, you're taking there. Uh, I mean, it, everything just seems to check out for this young man. And, um, you know, just when I got a chance to see him throw, and I've seen him throw before, but, I mean, I, you, you guys have seen him more than I have been in the upstate. But uh, just, I, mean, I don't know. He answered the bell. There, there were, you know, quite a few pro scouts here that day, uh, which is going to be something he gets used to. Um, now, there are a lot of other good players in that class, too, now. I mean, that 22 class is something we're all very, very excited about. I don't. I mean, you, you pick a position, um, and and you know, right or left-handed pitching, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, there, there's some guys in that class that um, are going to rival one of the classes that we feel like are, are one of the better classes we've ever that we've seen in the DP era, which we would call the 2011 class. Uh, this 2022 class is is uh, going to be really good. Uh, he he's the head of that right now, and you know, I mean, I, I can just tell you, having done pro days, uh, we just had our um, our pro day back in January, and uh, I mean, we've, we've had a handful of these, okay? And uh, I'm not sure we've ever had anybody hit 95. You know, we've had a lot of guys that may have gone on later that spring to run up numbers that were upwards to, you know, 98, 99, and 100, but but nobody was touching that number in January and uh, with, with secondary stuff. So not, not going on about one player, but, I mean, there's no doubt that, uh, he and his brother are awfully good players. And, uh, and then right across, the, you know, almost across the street in Spartanburg is, um, you know, another really good player. Uh, I mean, I, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, the kid Landrum is going to be pretty good. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's already committed to Mississippi state. And um, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that it, you know, it's going to be a scouting fest um, you know, in, in the what spring of 2022 uh, to be able to run up there and see one and run down and see the other. And hopefully they'll be able to throw on some of the same days and stagger their game times because uh, I, I think 22 is going to be, you know, a scout meta, mega fest. Um, and if these kids end up landing on college campuses, um, you know, that's, that's going to be a huge win for, for colleges. Yeah, the thing that uh, I'm impressed with, with both Evan and Tristan and, and throw Ashton in that mix too is, is the progression they made from their freshman to sophomore year. Um, yep. You saw a little bit of that down at, down at Georgetown. We saw that at, at Dorman that day where it was, it was fastball only. 
and they they squared off against a pretty good man team that day, and they they knew they knew that the heater was coming, and you know they they got to it a little bit, but for the most part, he kept he kept them in check, and that's allowing them to learn how to pitch, and that's only going to benefit them down the road. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree 100 percent because that's what you know what he did that day at Dorman is what he's going to have to do you know as he continues going going along and locating that fastball. Uh, but you can see in his face that day, you know, he wanted, you know, he wanted to snap that sucker off. <laughs> yeah, we we were laughing. If he just snaps one breaking ball off, that changes the entire. And, and that's a good one. And I and you guys didn't get to see that the week before. I got to see that a week later, and it's right. It's a legit snap hammer. I mean, it he he's going to be really good, and and obviously Sierra is going to be a, a guy in that class is going to be exciting. And and for those of you guys who are listening, and this is kind of stuff we really enjoy talking about. I mean, it, like when we're all sitting around in a room, uh, maybe in a hotel room late at night or on the phone, uh, you know, or, or or doing our own Zoom version of things. I mean, these are the things we enjoy talking about. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not always right. Um, we, we've been right a few times, been wrong a few times, uh, but it is something we enjoy. And uh, so hopefully in time, you guys will really uh, appreciate some of the things that, uh, that we can bring to the table going forward. If there's really anything else uh, that, that we want to cover here, and that, that's just basically, basically we appreciate your time. And if you've stuck with us, I don't even know how long those things going ha- has lasted here. Uh, I was thinking we need to probably keep this to about 15 or 20 minutes. I, I'm quite sure we've, far exceeded that but hopefully you've enjoyed a little bit of this uh our goal is to you know just continue to bring you quality content things that you enjoy going forward um yeah um one thing i'd I'd like to touch on before we wrap up today is um a good friend of mine uh daniel crenshaw he's he's a head coach at teal hannah high school and i just i just found out earlier that uh his wife amanda passed away earlier today so I just want to take a moment and kind of let Daniel know that, you know, we're, we're praying for him and his family. Um, he's got a daughter, Lauren, she's nine years old and Anna that is, that is five. Um, Daniel's, I mean, he, he's been my guy. Um, kind of, you know, my, my first experience coaching was with Daniel by my side. Um, and that kind of built into, a to a very, not kind of, a very strong friendship. I mean, we talk, especially during the season, every day. Um, him, me and my wife, Meredith, we were, we were talking earlier, like, he, he and Amanda were our first married, married friends, um, as, as you want to call it. But, you know, we've been there for each other through the, the birth of all of our, his two girls, uh, my three children, um, and he's, he's a strong supporter of Diamond Prospects and what we do. He does a great job at T.L. Hanna. But if you guys and everyone out there, if you would uh, keep his, his family in, in your prayers kind of moving forward, you know, because there's a lot of unknown for him and what he's going to do. But there's one thing I know about, about him is he's, he'll find a way. And um, I'm just, just thinking about him. Yeah, uh, just to follow up on what Corey's saying, you know, we we also obviously want to keep the Crenshaw family and in, uh, in our thoughts and prayers, and anybody that's uh, associated with them, and just let them know, man, we're here for them. Uh, obviously, they're very close to us, and uh, we appreciate everything that you know that Daniel has done over the years. And uh, like I said, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Folks, life is short, and as a as a husband of a wife who has has been through cancer and fortunately was able to be on a, a better side. 
um, than, than what the Crenshaws uh, have gone through. Uh, I, I, it, it's a trying process and, and life is short. And um, so, you know, and, and, and no, no more time than now to realize, you know, kind of where we're at in, in this world and this life and this plague that we're dealing with. Uh, just wish all of you uh, safety through all this. Um, I think it's wise for us to continue to yield to people that are smarter than we are in terms of what we should do, shouldn't do. Um, just want to kind of lob out a, a, a giant fist bump to all the frontline folks. I mean, the doctors, the nurses, the grocery store workers, uh, there are people, the people that are still working at the hardware stores so that people can do for home improvement and try to have some sense of normality, normalcy uh, around their home uh, and just kind of do things around their house. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, I just think, thank God every day that, um, you know, right now, everyone in my household and everybody in my close circle um, is, is, is doing okay, uh, with the exception of Ms. Crenshaw. Uh, Lord, we just ask that, you know, you be with all those guys uh, and all these men's and women, men and women uh, that are going through um, a difficult time, but also just thankful for all the, all the first responders and folks that are um, there to protect us in the event uh, of, of whatever, you know, happens next. Uh, we just, I, I, I also want to, before I close, uh, just thank um, Mikey Pruitt for helping us out here. Um, he's going to help clean up any, any of the errors that maybe we, we may have made, which are probably many. Um, but uh, my, my two really close friends, uh, Barry Mabry and Corey Welch uh, that are with me right here, uh, I just I couldn't do it without you. Um, you guys are amazing. Um, I, I tell people all the time uh, that whew, uh, <laughs> most of the really good ideas that Diamond Prospects have had were not mine. And uh, so Austin Alexander wants to say thank you to those guys and, and not just them, you know, those, those two, uh, so, so many other guys that, that are on our team. Uh, to get out and, and try to find players and, and make a difference in the game, in the sport that we love, uh, in the state that we care most about. And, uh, man, we're just uh, – we're excited about where this thing's going to go next. Um, you know, we're going to have – as you – if you're just joining us or, or – man, if you've stayed with us, uh, good for you. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to continue to bring you some stuff that's going to be amazing, um, you know, you know, baseball, yes, but also help you get to know some of the people around the sport that uh, you maybe have only seen from afar, either read about um, on the internet or maybe just uh, heard about on the news um, or, or just kind of heard scuttlebutt about. You know, we're going to bring those folks to you. And uh, this is going to be something that hopefully we were able to do a good job with that, um, you know, if you're able to stay with us through all this whole thing, uh, hopefully you'll come back a second time, a third time, a fourth time, and maybe you'll tell others as well. So we, we appreciate your time. And everything that um, you guys, uh, you know, vote away uh, during, during this whole thing, there's this, the whole rest of this week. Um, if you have a team or if you saw one of those teams, vote. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll set up a situation where you can chime in and help us with topics that you want us to address to help you answer questions that you have. We appreciate your time, and uh, God bless you guys. And uh, please stay safe, and we will be back real soon. Thank you. I just want to welcome everybody who is enjoying, hopefully for the first time, uh, our, you see, I already blown it. All right. <laughs> Edit. Take two. 
Just want to welcome everyone who's joining our podcast, our Diamond Pos- Prospect. All right, there we go again. All right, I will do better once I get going. All right, edit, take three. Yeah, yeah. when the lights turn on, man, we're good. Yeah. Right.